what's up? This is Ranting with Randy. I'm Randy, and this is a podcast about COVID-19. Without a coronavirus introduction, <laughs> because here we are. I don't think there's ever going to be one, so I'll just, that'll be the introduction. The introduction is the introduction of not having a coronavirus-specific introduction. <laughs> it's 20 fucking 20. Why should anything including this fucking podcast, have any semblance of normalcy. What is normal is Linky. Lincoln on the rant. And with that, uh, we're going to keep it short and we're going to keep it sweet because Lincoln likes to keep the rants under 45 minutes. And to meet those specific guidelines, I'm going to shut the fuck up and let you listen to what Lincoln has to say about coronavirus, about life, about people wearing a mask. Not You know the drill. Here's Linky and me on New York City and the uh, coronavirus NYC update, June 18th. 2020. We're just going to start because I just need to tell you, I don't know if you've been on the Twitter in the last 10 minutes. Did you just see that this motherfucker thinks that he made Juneteenth famous? Did you, the Wall Street Journal reporter, that whole clip I watched on CNN, I think I've watched it three times because Brianna Keeler's face is just one of almost stunned, you can't even be serious with this shit. He literally was like, nobody ever heard of it until he walked to a black secret service agent and asked the one black guy left at the plantation white house if he knew or ever heard of Juneteenth, but yet he scheduled his whole Tulsa rally around it. Well, somebody might have scheduled it and not told him. Of course, Stephen Miller knows what Juneteenth is. He's well, no, a saying, fucking one of the one of the professional white supremacists in the White House deliberately scheduled on Juneteenth. Right? But he sits there and he tells a Wall Street Journal reporter, knowing that this is going to go out to the entire planet, that this idiot made Juneteenth. It's it's like laughable. It's cryable. But there's something. It's totally. But there's something about Trump where. You know, he knows nothing. He's a blank slate. He's a fucking more. I mean, there are more. So, so when he hears, like, 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 he literally assumes that if he didn't know it, no one else did. Remember when he said healthcare is complicated? <laughs> Early in, whoever knew healthcare was complicated? I don't know. How about every fucking buddy in the country to start, right? Oh my God, Lincoln! It's un unbelievable that this guy literally sat there. All he cares about, he doesn't care about what Juneteenth is. He doesn't care about what it commemorates. He doesn't care about anything other than he thinks he made it famous because everything about this guy is about ratings and reviews and being popular and famous. And even that quote from his mom is like, you know, he's a moron, but he is my son. So I have to like, I have to love him. Like, it's almost like, oh, my God. Well, well, maybe if that's true, then I, I the hope I can take from that or the or the the optimism I can take from that or something is that when he loses, it'll be particularly painful. No one likes getting rejected by the voters, by a friend, by anything. But I just hope that when he is summarily rejected by the American people, that it hurts him more than it would hurt, I don't know, Jimmy Carter. Or well, of course George it hurts him because everything with him is about poll numbers and being right. liked but and me, 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 me. I hope me. he's in deep emotional pain for the rest of his life. I hope his life is not that much longer, to be honest. I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I want... I kind of want him to have a lot of time in a cold jail cell. I don't. Th- you, I don't ever think he's going to see the inside of a goddamn jail cell. I think everything is going to drag out no, so I think, long. I think you're probably right, but I want him. I don't. I don't. Um, you know, whether he, whenever, like, like, all of us, whether we're not like you and me, right? We're going to die someday, right? Yes. Not for a while, and when we die, we're going to be dead for a very long time. 
That's true. <laughs> that right. is true. That is true of all of us. I don't want to get philosophical, but that is empirically speaking, that is true of all of us. So Donald Trump, no matter when he shuffles off his mortal coil, will be dead for a very long time. I just want him to have some suffering but in human form while he's alive. I want him acute emotional suffering he and will, misery. He will and always suffer. Humiliation. Which he will do, but that is only because he thinks nobody likes him. He nobody will not does. suffer. Right. Nobody does except his base, which may or may, which, which, which is hopefully withering away as he kills them at these rallies where he doesn't require any what masks. What about the poor people in Oklahoma who are like normal people? They're going to get sick, too. What about the people that what about the people that are going that are coming back to places where other normal people are? That's what I mean. The people or that's what I'm saying. Right. You just like, you know, you stop for gas on the way home or something. Or you go out for lunch afterwards or something. I mean, this is going to be, you know, I mean, we had about 700 deaths yesterday. I think that's that's, you know, there's it always fluctuates by the week. It's it's bigger on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Tuesday and less than Sunday, Monday, whatever. But this guy is like they're begging him not to go. He's already like they have to sign the waivers. Then he's saying, you know, ma- the whole mask, no mask thing. He talked about masks with the with this Wall Street Journal reporter. I don't know who he is. Michael C. Bender. I've never heard of him before, but apparently he landed this wackadoodle nut job interview where he, they just literally talked about the virus masks. I mean, how could you not after the guy stands up there in the Rose Garden and says there's a vaccine for AIDS? I mean, I almost fell off the fucking couch. But when he, but, but like, so, I mean, he's so. There's a lot there. One, one thought. Um, there's a lot. You know, when he says there's a vaccine for AIDS, I mean, that's a deliberately gay baiting thing to say, because most people know that there is no vaccine for AIDS, but not everyone knows that. If you believe that because Trump said there is a vaccine for AIDS, then your next thought is, well, why don't these gay people shut up about AIDS already? But there is no vaccine. Right. Right. It's not a deliberate mistake. It's. it's I mean, it is a deliberate thing. It's not an accident mistake. I heard an attorney, Ken White, who's a, uh, a smart lawyer who has a couple podcasts and stuff, and he said those waivers won't stand up in court because the degree of the negligence is essentially so criminal. You know, it's like if I say to you, if you come to my house and trip and fall, you know, you can't sue me. But if I say you come to me, if I put marbles on, like you did for me when I hurt my leg, <laughs> if I put marbles on the floor and then I say you, you can't sue me if you trip and fall, it's not true. Anymore. That, that waiver doesn't hold. But it- – can I? This is an honest question, and I know we're laughing and joking. It's not nothing about this is at all truly laughable or funny. But at some point, like, does somebody not say you are holding a rally now where you are potentially you are inviting people to come to a place where you can literally get them killed? This is this is unlike other things. This is a crime against humanity. This is a knowing, willful but, crime but that, against humanity. Else. Is that any different than the lies Fox News told in March and April to cons- to, because they didn't want to hurt his feelings and they li- willingly, no. knowingly lied to their listeners? I think that's worse because you reach a larger audience. I mean, I think this is why when it's not a mishandling, and I use that word too because I'm trying to, you know, I write from neutral sites and stuff. It's not a mishandling of the pandemic. A mishandling of the pandemic is, you know, close, like Andrew Cuomo mishandled the pandemic in New York. It is a deliberate and malicious attempt, a deliberate and, and malicious effort to spare the president's feelings, even if it means the loss of life. That is different than mishandling. Right. That's a crime. Yeah, that's what we've seen. That's how do you charge? Here. How do you charge that? How do you? How do you? 
How do you not ban him? How does Oklahoma say you you can't come here, bro? Like you just cannot. We're not letting you in. We're locking the doors. We're not opening the doors to the Coliseum or the venue or whatever it is. They're closed. Go the fuck somewhere else. Like go find a place to go. Go have it out in an open field in fucking Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean, that's what. That's where he seems to be just kind of flaunting it, right? I mean, that's the odd thing is he's deliberately doing it inside. Yeah. Like, why would you not go to an outdoor venue? Why would you not go to, like, a fucking NASCAR racetrack and, like, hold the shit outside? Well, you can't do it in NASCAR because they don't allow Confederate flags. Right. That's a good, excellent point. But do you know what I'm saying? Like, why would you not go? I mean, I understand it's weather, you know, based conditionally upon the weather. But then you go and have it in the mid-afternoon or the early morning and you have it outside. I'm not, you know, there are, there is an expert whose name sticks my mind on cults who's been speaking really interesting and intelligently about Trump, and I forget his name. He used you to might have to Google that. He's a, he's a liberal. He was born in kind of a secular liberal Jewish family, became a Mooney. And then his parents um, got him out of the Moonies and kind of deprogrammed him, and then he had a relatively normal life, but he had this weird dalliance with cults. So he knows more than I do, but I have researched some of this for my books on in San Francisco. And one of the things that cult leaders do is they always test their cult members, Right. They're always like how far are you willing to go? Right. So, for example, uh, we all know about the, the killings in Jonestown. I'm going to stay on this. is the only case I know well. But Jim Jones, several times before they actually killed those people, he said he said to when they were in Jonestown, he said he you know, rang a bell or something. And everyone had to assemble at midnight in the main hall of, of the compound there. And he told them, you are now drinking. And he did the whole drill. You are now drinking flavor aid drink uh, laced with, um, you know, cyanide. But it wasn't. He was just testing them. That's terrifying. This thing is part of the psychological process. I mean, the, the, the kind of tragedy of that, and the real horror of the show of that, is that one woman who was part of that Jonestown, who who um, was horrified by this, and she fled, and she made it to San Francisco, got an attorney, and the attorney took a deposition, and then the attorney uh, they, they showed this all. They eventually, I think, like, like he got the attention of the congressman. I think, and, and you know, they tried to. But they couldn't do it, but it was like entered in the congressional record. And, the, and, and they went, the reporters, because they gave it to the local paper, because it was San Francisco, this was the city that was most closely involved. And the reporters from the Chronicle, the local paper, they went to the People's Temple, which was still having you know, a presence. And they, and they confronted the People's Temple attorney. And they said, you know, this is a deposition. Like this woman, she, she's like, you can't lie in a deposition. Right, That's you further. swore under oath, yeah. Right, so, so this woman, like, like we believe her, this is and the whole, it was perfectly reasonable. It sounded it wasn't the tone was reasonable, and she said he said what is your response to this? And he went on record calling it quote total bullshit. Wow. Well, we're going to see what the bullshit is. I mean, we're going to see what happens. This thing of testing and testing, right? Right? Will you expose yourself to COVID for me? No normal person asks that of anybody, unless it's like I'm drowning. Would you save me? But I mean, you know, like like that's not a normal thing. But that's what this is about. It's it's. He, he has to do it inside in Oklahoma because otherwise, or wherever, because otherwise he can't test the loyalty of his cult. And that is something that for standalone weird reasons, cult leaders always want to do. Why do they want to do that? I have no idea. And they're going to show I mean, up and people are going to show the fuck up and it's, it's going to be terrifying. Yeah. Because what are you supposed to do then? Tell all of the protesters to stay. You would hope that they stayed home for their own safety and well-being. But this is the kind of shit that you need to confront and, and stand up against. He's also he's also deployed 250 soldiers from the uh, he lost 250 soldiers, the Oklahoma National Guard. And I have to say, there is a point when you you know 
you say no. And the Nuremberg defense does not hold up in court. And, the, and, and, and if you go and protect people's rights to expose themselves to this disease and put yourself at risk and therefore your community at risk, you don't have to do this. This is, this is, there, this is nothing to do with the mission of the National, the Oklahoma National Guard. Now, I assume some of these people probably are happy to do it because there's probably enough MAGA people in the Oklahoma National Guard. But there is a point when you, yeah. when you cross that Nuremberg law, that Nuremberg defense line, and they've crossed it you know, at this particular event. Anyone who, you are now protecting an authoritarian regime. And you don't have to do that in the United States. And, and not only you don't have to, you shouldn't. It's, I mean, those pictures from the press conferences are absolutely mind-boggling, the way they all sit there maskless in front of this fucking moron who is literally blatantly, like, playing, for lack of a better word, Russian roulette, ironically right. enough, with their, with their lives. I mean, they, every time they sit in those chairs and they all surround him, watch me sign this bill, everybody come huddle over me. Mike Pence is like touring around the country in every fucking diner, still propagating all of this bullshit. It's fading away, it's fading away. 117,000 dead people, we don't even need a vaccine. What? I mean, their goal is to keep this, I mean, you know, every, I mean, I keep telling you there's this many died today, this many, yeah. it's not in the news the way it is. 800 people dying from a pandemic to yesterday, or 750, whatever it was, that should be front page news. That should be like glared across the headlines. 750 dead because of Trump's negligence in one day. Well, it's up 7%. It was on the cover of the New York Times, and Rachel Maddow did tweet that out, and she's like, there's no way to escape it. It's right in front of your face if you know where to look. I mean, not everybody's reading the New York Times, and not everybody is on, is on Twitter. However, I mean, look, I follow Mark, this Mark Levine guy on Twitter. Yeah. Some rep- this guy's like celebrating the fact that New York City playgrounds are opening and not for nothing with hygiene ambassadors. There are going to be hygiene ambassadors at New York City playgrounds so that the New York City playground Karens, as if there haven't been enough fucking problems with videotape and people uh, getting people on camera for what, what for whatever reason that you're gonna, some parent is going to want you to tell them how to parent their kid when they're right. playing in a playground because of course kids need something to do. He's like fucking great. We're moving into phase two. We're open. Part of that is opening playgrounds. Who's going to be a fucking hygiene ambassador? You're going to want to go tell some parent, oh, hey, your kid just wiped his face and rubbed it on my pant leg. Do me a favor. Now you're responsible for my laundry bill for my fucking pants? Or, or you need to wear a mask. Even though, even though you have a graduate degree and a good job, you need to wear a mask. Come on, dude. This is this is the kind of shit, like, it's a joke. This is why I get so aggravated. But, you know, I just participated in a seminar yesterday on another topic, but... You can tell the, him what the topic was. The topic was baseball, but one of the co-panelists, he was saying how baseball sees responding to every crisis. The, the, the template is, is September 11th, and that's true of our society. And so, are you talking about our councilman, Mark Levine? Yeah, D- Mark D. Levine, is he, a, I don't know, I didn't. I seriously yeah, didn't vote for him. God, he's a member of the city council. Probably. But, but we are not going into phase two because we have conquered anything, because we have flattened the curve largely in New York City. But we're going into phase two because we want to. Dude, right, we're, not ready. we're not ready. We, there is no fucking ready, way. That's my point. It's not like we've done anything. It's not like, hey, congratulations, 
we are now testing and tracing and we know X, Y, and Z, we can go to phase two. It's like, oh, fuck, we might as well go to phase two because no one's staying home anyway. I don't even and know. That's, I have to Google you know, what phase two even is. I think it's like retail opens and restaurants open at a small capacity and stuff like that. But I'm telling you, the, the shit's going to pop off in the playground and parents are going to – you know how parents are here. Yeah. You, I have one. You, well, I'm saying, but you also know when somebody, like, tries to – look, we tell adults, like, put on a mask and look at the sh- flack and the shit that we get. And by the way, you missed, just for the record, I, I mask-shamed Try Guy into leaving the circle the other day because I, I it was on my Instagram. I, I just – I didn't curse him out. I literally was just, like, as I was running by 20 feet away, I was like, did you forget your mask again, bro? Again? I'm like, come on, dude. There, people are dying. And I literally, like, guilt, guilted him into packing up his stuff because by the time I came back around, he was putting his bag on his back and riding away. I mean, I went, I went for a very short – because, you know, my leg is all messed up. So I went for a very short walk the other day because I didn't go out in the morning. But I'd been home all day. I was not feeling great emotionally. So I went out for a walk. And you know the ramp because I can't take the stairs. So I enter on 106th Street. There's yeah. the stairs to the right, which I usually go up. When right. I'm oh, you took the, the yeah the long way because my leg. And I'm with I was with this not this dog but my other dog. And um, <laughs> pre haircut. Go ahead. And I'm walking up, and I got about I don't know a third of the way, about halfway to where the garbage cans are. Yeah. And I just said fuck it. I no one no one here is wearing a mask. But what I felt like, and this happens to me in the park, particularly in the park, is there's a thought bubble above everyone's head. Why they why the rules don't apply to them. And this is a massive collective. And then I had the following thought. If you have a country where 45% of the people twice vote for somebody who is transparently mentally ill, not very smart and authoritarian and just way, way overmatched for the job. And, and, and most people have excuses why they don't wear masks. Like how does that, how and why should that country survive? Like it is just appalling to me. Everybody has an excuse why it is okay for them to potentially kill strangers. Well, this is the, so this was the next woman. So this was an older woman and you know me, I'm an equal opportunity offender. I will yell at everybody. I don't care. White guys, black guys, white women, black women, whatever you are, whatever your job is, I don't care. Gay, straight, not in a chat, physically disabled. I don't give a fuck. If you're not following, I will get you. I don't care. So this, I look at this woman, she's standing there running. She's all in her running tights, tank top. She's older. She's hunched over a running watch, looking like she's setting it. Said to her, hey, where's your mask? Because I'm standing there gasping for air through my mask after my run. She says to me, I have a medical condition. Hyperkinetic something, she told me. I have a medical condition, so I'm not wearing one. And I looked at her in all honesty, and I said, wouldn't that be more of a reason for you to wear one? You actually have an underlying condition. Go Google it. No, go wear a mask. Like, what? why am I the one that has to go Google something? But, you know, I saw something on the World Health Organization Instagram feed yesterday saying don't wear a mask when you're exercising. Could, well, which you is can, nonsensical. It is nonsensical. But, I mean, every, but, but what, that, what she's saying is it's hard for me to whatever. So therefore, I don't have to do it. And if I have COVID and kill you, it's okay because, you know, I... Or if she gets caught, my whole thing is not even... I said this is not for me. You clearly have a medical condition. That that is... My view is... But the problem is this. It's like with seatbelts, right? I don't care if adults don't wear seatbelts. What I do care about is if you don't wear a seatbelt and you go to the emergency room and it comes to my tax dollars, right? Or, or if you don't have a seatbelt, you kill somebody. You know, you, I mean, people have a right to make bad decisions. Just like you have a right, right. to drink yourself to death. And and if, and if and if the only point of wearing a mask was to protect yourself, 
then it would be up to the individual. Right. I this is a, I agree a hundred percent because no, this I don't isn't care about that me. She might get it. I mean, she, maybe she's not being very smart, but I don't care. Right. I do care. Like that woman today, that she might give it to me. Correct. Which is the one who ran by you at like nine thousand miles an hour, not caring that you were like walking with a walking stick and a dog on a leash and a bag of poop, right. all all at the same time, trying to navigate the downward slope of the right. hill. But the rules, and, and I don't mean to sound like so kind of. Um, angry about this but it is so much you see these people and it is so much kind of educated upper middle class people who are so used to they think of themselves as the kind of the people who have achieved the most in the meritocratic America but they've also gone through life thinking the rules don't quite apply because well you know I'm white well you know I went to a good school so I get a second chance well you know I they could do that internship and someone else pay for it well you know I have money and and it is just appalling I just, I mean, and they're not the only ones, but those are the ones that bother me the most. So I, I don't, I mean, but, but you know, and I think that you and I as individuals have to make a decision about whether we're going to let this drive us, whether we're going to let this drive us crazy or not. It's, it's, it's but it also drives us inside. That's what pisses me off. I don't mind, the crazy is one thing. The fact that I want to go out less because of all of the assholes that are out there thinking collectively like that is what pisses me off. I agree. Like, I don't. You you want I agree with you. You want to you want to potentially do harm to yourself. That is one thing. But when you want to potentially do harm to humanity, and I'm not even the greater me. This isn't being selfish. You could kill me. This is like anybody else. Like then it's a problem. And then like you said, you go outside, you get more stressed. I go outside, and I become more angry than when I'm sitting here on my couch watching the news on loop for 17 hours until the next day when I go outside. But, you know, the only analogy I can think of is, like, when Reagan was president, Reagan, unlike Trump, was wildly popular, right? Most of, much of his presidency, particularly when he was running for re-election, I hated Reagan. And I felt like that was a, a distinct minority view that I couldn't, that, that affected my behavior. And... And it's a little bit like that here. Everyone else has agreed. Not everyone. I'm overstating. But there is a consensus out there that this isn't that. that and, and, and I think even for smart people who understand, can read the, the newspaper, understand what's going on, they so much want it to be over that they just let that take over their decision making. Yeah. Now, you could still wear a mask. But, you know, I mean, I see people like, you know, like people who I know are taking this seriously and they're posting stuff on Instagram. I'm like, why is that? Why is your kid not wearing a mask in that picture? Right. I don't know. We go out. I, I have friends that are like, you know what? You can't stay inside forever. I'm like, I, I, I can. <laughs> I mean, actually, it's not forever. But if, if like, yes, you can either be outside and choose to navigate around it. And this is fucked up because what did we say on the hill today leaving? How are we ever going to are we ever going to talk about anything for the for the foreseeable future where we can't talk about covid? I know the social justice issues and the race relation issues are a completely different topic, but like. It always, right now, I guess, does come back to this because this this is control and so omnipresent in, in all of our everyday, it is our everyday reality, I guess. And it affects every single fucking thing that we do. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, kids going to school, kids going to camp, me going to the fucking supermarket, me deciding whether to buy shit online, me waiting for somebody to make a run to Costco so that they could be nice enough to pick up a few things for me because I can't get there anymore if, because I won't get on the bus. Like all of these other things that me. Make- but also, also, if people follow the policies better now, they'd be less likely we have to shut down again in the future. Dude, there is no way we're even getting into this. They're talking about we're not even out of the first wave. Everyone's talking about the second wave is coming. 
these are Sanjay Gupta said it the best. He's like these peaks and spikes that we're seeing are not second wave. This is peaks and spikes within the first fucking wave. I think we're at a plateau right now. Well, I think we're at a plateau. Us, of, not other places in this country. I'm just, I'm just looking collectively the whole country. We are not. The, the country is at a plateau, and a plateau doesn't mean it's good or bad. It just means it's relatively steady. We're in between a clear range of most days between 600 and 1,100. Not Florida, not Oklahoma, no, not national, Arizona. Total oh, national death toll. And because remember that some states will go up, some will go down. If we stay in that plateau, if we stay in that plateau, we're going to be at 250,000 deaths by the end of the year. If we get out of that plateau, it'll be less. But if we go up again, we could be at 300 by the end of the year. I mean, if if there's a, if this isn't a second spike, and there's no reason to think it is, because then we're, then we're really in trouble. I don't know. On the other hand, like, what do we do about schools and, and, you know, people have to work and do things? I mean, you know, I'm going a little crazy here, you know. How could you not be going crazy? I mean, and you're good at staying at home. I'm, I mean, how do you how do you not? Like, and you have, look, it's also a matter of, like, the room you have and, like, what do you. Right, and your, your dog. Your space. Do you have a dog? Do you need to go out? Thank God I my have the dog. roof. Like I have every a new dog, too. Yeah, you have a new dog with a haircut. I need a haircut. Like, there's a million things. And I think it's a matter of balancing all of that. But, like,. It, and then you talk to people and you see where people are willing to make these fluctuations within their own little bubbles. And it's very, you have to, what do you say to somebody? Like, I, I can't say like to Steve, you know, you're, it's a horrible decision. And like, this is right. terrible parenting. And like, I don't, first of all, I'm not a parent. Second of all, I wonder how difficult it is to sit there and watch your kid struggle it's tough. Mentally, I mean, physically, I think it's got to be so challenging because I know what it's like for me internally to struggle. So I can imagine just having, like, you watching, knowing that someone is depressed or someone is not themselves or they're sleeping more or they're right. not yeah. as, like, yeah. you know, all of those things. So you, you are willing then to make these smaller sacrifices and take these smaller risks to ensure the overall greater mental right. health of you, your kids – at society as a whole I don't know it's 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 just it's crazy and like New Jersey's tweeting out numbers and California's tweeting out numbers and you know w wait until Oklahoma this weekend like right and it's frankly very hard to get good numbers still and he's tweeting yeah. out all this bullshit with SCOTUS and DACA we didn't even talk about SCOTUS and DACA and we didn't talk about like him all of these losses and like you know I don't know I mean, it's going to yeah, be the, I mean, the rally is this clan rally is absolutely going to be such a tipping point. And I think it can I think it, it there is the potential for it to go so horribly, horribly wrong. Well, I mean, we have seen to a great extent the last three weeks or so we've seen a police riot in the United States. And, you know, as I mean, yeah, I agree, especially in Oklahoma, where anything, you know, it's 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 a very, very right wing state. It will be a very. Uh, I mean, he literally you know, gassed people for he tear gassed people for a photo op. I mean, I, I can't even imagine what he's going to do to clear the area out around wherever right. he's holding this Klan rally. And I think that I don't blame the people that are going to come there to protest against. You have to. I mean, how do you just let him get away with the bullshit? Do you just does everybody just stay home in a silent protest? And I, I wonder what that response would be like if there was no clash. If everyone was just like, go have your fucking rally, bro. Go have your fucking clan rally. Get everybody sick. The rest of us are staying inside and go, yeah, don't give a fuck. Yeah, I think that would be a better idea also. Like, just uh, 
to not give him that attention and to not give those white supremacists any option to do any damage to wait, wait, anything. I mean, it's Oklahoma, for Christ's sake. It's not they're coming to San Francisco or Seattle. You know, why bother? It's also, but there have been, there's such a history of, like, tense yeah. racial relations there. They're begging, they're literally begging the guy not to go. And the guy is just like, go fuck I mean, Trump yourself. Going, Trump is going, is an act of white supremacist provocation. Right. Right. To go to Tulsa on essentially Juneteenth. It is an act of white supremacist gun. And, and so in that conversation, so in that sense, you have to do something. So I, I recognize that. But I hope people don't get sick. I hope that the violence doesn't, you know, people don't die. But, you know, I mean, Trump, you know, look, if you're losing an election, I mean, I mean, make no mistake, right? If the election were held today. Now, now, since 1920, a little earlier, well, for well over 100 years, only three incumbents have lost bids for re-election. You know, actually, like, been on the ballot and lost Carter, George H.W. Bush, and Herbert Hoover. Okay. Trump is poised to join that group with a bigger margin of defeat than either Carter or Bush. I mean, the worst defeat by an incumbent since 1932. That's the data shows us now. Now, in fact, that's a little misleading because not that many cases. It's only the third in the last hundred years. But you know. If the data is showing you that and you're a, you're, you know, a halfway smart political operative, you, you tell yourself that, okay, Given this, we have to do something different, right? Because if we do the same thing, we're going to just keep losing, right? You understand that, right? Yeah. If, if you're losing a basketball game by 20 points in the third quarter and you're going to the beginning of the fourth quarter, you might, and you're the coach, you say, huh, if we keep doing the same thing, we'll lose by 30 points. So you got to do something different. So there is a rational political strategy that would say shake things up, Right. So that's why you can see why Trump is kind of trying to shake things up, right? But the problem is, this is, Asher, please make sure you close that all the way. Because you didn't last night. This is like a stupid way to shake things up. What? Nobody remembers. (laughs) It was all a dream. No, but this this was even a stupider way to shake things up. But he's not, yeah, I don't, I just think shaking. Right, exactly. What'd he say? He said, shake things up, go to Oklahoma. Yeah, let's go to Oklahoma. But so, I mean, you know, a violent race riot, like, race riot, I mean, white people and cops, you know, like attacking these people. Like, like first of all, Trump doesn't care because let's be clear, in, in Donald Trump's world, black lives really do not matter. Right. Right. So he doesn't care if some black people get killed. And he figures, hey, maybe people, I mean, he's he's got to do something different. It, it's it's a terrible situation because when, it, when you have, I mean, you know, Carter was never going to be by 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 by, mid, by the middle of 1980 Reagan was going to win and Carter knew that you know and Carter by temperament and Bush too George H.W. Bush these are such like careful conservative people by temperament but you know having a president who you know on, you now have an, a lame duck president because he's going to lose and he and he's not an I've office until January he and, and he's there's so much opportunity for him to just make so many right. damaging moves that, that do long-term damage to this country that lead to people's deaths that, you know, I mean... Which is no, the way I mean, he's going to go out. He's going to scorch the yeah, earth which, because it's, right. it's, it's all he's doing. Worse. Yeah. I agree it's with you on that. Worse in the coming months. But which is why it's so frustrating because because of this pandemic, we are all stuck. Smart people who are fearful of getting sick are all stuck inside trying to find ways 
to protest, to resist, to participate without being out physically on the street, making a statement. I mean, first of all, honestly, at some point, it's just not safe to be out there. Like, you know, you don't need to risk getting yoked up in some mass arrest or getting plowed over by an SUV or getting caught up in some... You know, right? But I would say, I would say, I mean, I know I'm making an excuse because my leg that went through those marbles, but um, I would say that at some point you do have to take that risk. I mean, at some point you have to fight for something. Right. I and listen. I, I agree with you because I say to myself all the time, like, you, you, you do. I. But when do you do that? Like now, it's. It, I think it's. Pa- Honestly, this is the struggle. I think it's past the point. I would have loved to have been out. Like I went out for that one rally. Like you feel it. It re-energizes you seriously to be around people that you feel are like passionate think, and emotional. I think if and if I were healthy enough, I would go more frequently. If my leg were better, I would go more. I would go every time, but I would go more frequently. And I think we have to be prepared to go after the election. And I know, I know somebody who is out there all the freaking time. She is documenting everything. She is sharing her story. She is sharing the stories of all of these protesters. She's doing everything in allyship to, to be that person, to, to empower the voices that need to be heard. And her Instagram posts are one of the few. Yours I watch in full. Hers are one of the few. Nara's are one of the few posts that I actually read in full before I push the like button and before I write some type of comment because there's always something to take away because of the work that she is doing putting herself out there at that risk to herself. And it makes me sit here, and again, I say it makes me sit in here and feel like a chicken shit because I'm completely physically capable of getting on a train and going to Brooklyn, but do I really want to get on a fuck, but do I really want to get on a train and go to Brooklyn? No, I don't think, no, but I think you could ride your bike to those, to those in Manhattan. I mean, that's what I would want to do. And every time I, like, get to the door, I'm like, this is, uh, you get scared. I, I'm not going to, you, you get a little scared. I know. So, I don't know. So, I feel you. And I, and I think that, you know, it is what it is until everybody finds that breaking point for themselves. And then we'll come back and we'll do another, we'll do another rant about uh, DACA, the Supreme Court, race relations, the cops, yeah. the whole, because we could talk, this whole cop shit is now going to play out in, like, some batshit crazy Insanity because now he's not. I mean, whoa, yeah. whoa. I'll just say whoa and leave it at that. And the sick out and cops all over are going to not be going into work. And like people, it's going to be like the blue, the national blue flu. And like, you know, and then you're going to be like, okay, yeah, great. But you know what? People who say, I'm going to leave work because I don't have the right to murder somebody at will, you should be fired. Correct. Every single one of those police should be fired. And you know what? In most cities, I mean, like, there are plenty of people. We could have tests. Like, you want to be a cop? You have to have a college degree, right? We'll pay you more. You have to have a college degree. None of this bullshit. You 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 walk off the job because one of your colleagues committed murder. Fuck it. You know, yeah. We, we don't want you here. I know. That's a good. That's a, and that's a great way to end it. That's a plan. All that's right. a good enough rant on that. All right. Rest up your leg, Linky. I'll see you. All I'll right. see you and I see tomorrow with All a fresh right. cut. Bye. All right. Bye. All right, we're going to keep the wrap-up simple and brief. Follow Lincoln Mitchell on the Twitter, at Lincoln Mitchell. Check out his Mitchell Minute on the Instagram machine, at Lincoln A. Mitchell. You can go check out his website, LincolnMitchell.com, for his books and all of his background information, uh, if you are so interested. Uh, you can also wake up at the crack of lack of dawn and catch us in the park at the hill uh, occasionally. Uh, I come out way more consistently than Linky since he's been a little banged up and uh, a little more frustrated with the lack of 
mask-wearing motherfuckers that, you know, seem to, for some reason, congregate on the hill. If you want to, like, fucking not wear a mask, at least walk your ass around. No, see, here I go again. Not going to do it. Um, All right, so I'm going to, listen, wear a mask, wash your hands, check on your people, stay safe, Join us at the jam every night, 8 o'clock Eastern Time, 5 p.m. if you're out there on the left coast where (laughs) you are now back on punishment and need to wear a mask every time you step out of the fucking house because you couldn't get your shit together either. Don't worry, we're not far behind you. Uh, Look, do some research on Juneteenth. Continue to give the mic and the voice and the platform to black lives that matter, trans lives matter, black trans lives matter, LGBTQ lives matter, DACA was saved today, immigrants' lives matter. Because last time I checked, if you were not a Native American, you're a motherfucking immigrant. Somewhere in your motherfucking history, somebody came to this country from somewhere else. So uh, listen, do a little research and learn your history. Uh, Become smarter, work a little harder, uh, because the world needs smarter, more educated, compassionate, empathetic uh, human beings that really legitimately 1,000% give a shit about each other. And not because you have to, but because you want to. And because it's just the right motherfucking thing to do. You're taught to hate. You don't grow up in the playground hating someone. You hate them because they took your toy doesn't matter what color they are. If somebody takes your toy when you're four, you hate them. You're taught to hate them by somebody else if you think somebody is taking something of yours because of the color of their skin or who they choose to love or who they choose to marry or where they come from or the language that they speak or if they're in a wheelchair or use sign language or have sub... God only fucking knows. All, all I know is you. someone somewhere along the line taught you to dislike somebody for some reason or another and that is unfucking necessary and you need to unlearn that bullshit behavior and you can unlearn it you learned it you can motherfucking unlearn it you just got to put in the goddamn work find the people to follow on instagram read a couple of books if you need some information reach the fuck out to people i am no expert but i will surely as hell try to help you find somebody or try to help you find what you need to help i'm looking We're all looking. We're all looking to better ourselves. We're all looking to become smarter. And we're all looking to become more understanding and more aware. And and, and, and to try to... You can never, ever really physically, legitimately walk in somebody else's shoes. But you can begin to empathize with the path that they have had to walk. So let us try to walk more with each other, by each other, for each other, with a mask on, if you are going outside to walk. If you're not, that's okay, too. You can still do the work inside if that's where you feel safest. Because this is about you, your safety, your mental health, your mental well-being, your physical well-being. Just taking care of yourself. Take a minute to take care of yourself. And if that means joining us to dance at 8 o'clock for an hour while I bop around like a schmo, do that. You'll meet some really cool peeps. You can hang. You can talk about baking Shit. Maybe we'll talk about astronomy tonight or poetry or art. Salvador Dali, Monet, Manet, Basquiat, Warhol. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff we could talk about. You could you know, there's layers, like an onion. Like Shrek says, ogres are like onions. 
They have many layers. All right, and on that note, thanks for listening. <sighs> we'll be back. More, there's always something else to rant about. We will find something else to rant about. And until then, thanks for listening. Peace and hair grease. Peace.